Is this heaven? No, it's a podcast. Welcome to the Field of Geeks podcast. Generals gathered in their masses, just like witches at black masses. Evil minds at plot destruction, sorcerer of death construction. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 86 of the Field of Geeks podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Billy. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. Sure, no problem. Yeah, it's just uh, two of us today. Thought we could ask a kind of a cool question to start the show off. With all the crazy snow lately and the cold temps, what's your favorite weather-related movie? Uh, I have to say Twister. 96. That's when that came out. Oh, wow. It was a long time ago. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, Twister's on my <laughs> list, too. Yeah, that is uh, that is good. I remember watching it. Actually, it's the only time I went to a drive-in. I saw Twister, and oh, really? it was like the night after we had a bunch of tornado sightings or whatever well, here. That's good timing. So the sky still looked like something. Could, it was kind of really frightening to watch, um, but fun at the same time. But yeah, that's a good movie. I, I, rem- I remember once we got to high school... In science class, we we destroyed that movie, like how fake it was, and just counted all the flaws. So it really took, kind of took the fun out of it. So ever since then, it's kind of been hard to really get back into it. But actually, I, I'm kind of the opposite. Every time I, every time it's on, I try to watch it, and just I, oh, same here. I yeah. still, I like, I like the crew and stuff. A lot of big actors were in it. Philip Seymour Hoffman, and they took, these guys are kind of most of them kind of unknown, except for the guy that was uh, in. Well, of course, Bill Paxton and, you know. Yeah. And, but like the guy that was in, uh, Ferris Bueller. One of yeah. Ferris Bueller's friend. Yeah. I can't remember his name offhand, but yeah, he was, yep. He was one of the guys. But everybody else was kind of. It was cool. It was like an evil unknowns. storm chase team. <laughs> you know, you had that going on and the effects still hold up somewhat. I mean, you know, there's some that look really fake, like the cows, I think. Yeah. Look too the, good. the blind cows. We got cows. <laughs> cow. Yeah. Another cow. In the suck zone, that was fake because their shoes stayed on. I remember that yeah. in science class. Yeah. yeah, we just totally like took drained the fun out of the movie. But no, I really enjoyed it when it came out, and I think it was a big hit too. It was but, a big hit. Uh, Another, yeah. There's several other ones I had on my list. Hard Rain. Did you ever see Hard Rain? No. That's actually pretty good, from what I remember. It's I actually looked it up last night on uh, IMDb, and it had a really low score. It had Randy Quaid in it, Morgan Freeman, and. Christian Slater must have been very memorable. Though. I liked it though. Like they, uh, Christian Slater and Ed Asner were, um, I don't know what you call them, bank vault drivers. You know the the armed trucks, armed, armed truck, truck drivers. drivers. Yeah, and their truck breaks down in this town, and big flood happens, and so they got to like, basically, you know, people are like, "Hey, I can loot now, so I got to go f- get your money," and they have to defend the truck. And I just thought of one, and it just popped in my head the day after tomorrow. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's a recent one. That, well, twenty is it twenty twelve? It came out no before that. I think. I think it was way before that. Yeah, but, I, I saw that once. I had a downer ending. <laughs> it's like, hey, we're all moving to uh, Canada or Mexico, Mexico or something. They're it's all, like, oh, to Mexico because so it's warmer down there. America's destroyed. Okay, yeah, I but guess that was, okay. that was one of those things. I still. Watch this day because it's like you know it's somewhat believable. You know, yeah, it's a little over the top, but it's just one of those things that you know you have a massive it's, storm comes, yeah. wipes out the you know half the country. 
stuff like it's that. The same producers who did Independence Day, I think. So they're really into those disaster movies. A recent one, I didn't see it, but it was. Did they uh, try and tell us something? Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's an oh a new one with Gerard Butler. I forgot what it was called, but it was like satellites were causing bad weather to happen. Something crazy. I don't think it. Geostorm. It's Geostorm. Oh, is that fairly new? Yeah, it oh. hit theaters, so no one knew about it. So apparently, because yeah. I've yeah. never heard of it before. But yeah, you got uh, Dante's Peak. Oh yeah, Volcano. Volcano. Which are, Volcano. Which are those two are the those movies that are very similar, similar, and they come out the same time. They both came out in '97. So you know, I, I'd pick Volcano over Dante's Peak. Yeah, I think Dante's Peak has got some unique things. Volcanoes, crazy. I is still that the one that, that had Pierce Brosnan in it? Dante's Peak did, yeah. and Linda Hamilton. Yeah. 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 Timely Jones was in Volcano. Yeah, which I like that one better. Yeah. I mean, they're both pretty effective. Yeah, Dante's Peak maybe had more of a TV movie feel to it. Right. Like, the Volcano was probably more epic because the the locations. Why not have a Volcano to. in Los Angeles? Yeah. I mean, they get and they get earthquakes already, so might as well just add a Volcano to it. Right. <laughs> and I think in the movie, they're like, oh, yeah, it's just an earthquake. Like, nope. There's more to it. And a lot of us are spitting out of a tar pit. So <laughs> I still remember that horrible scene where the dude... Uh, saves that saves a kid or something on the subway. Oh, all this, and he has to, he's like walking through the lava. Oh, yeah, it was like, an adult because uh, uh, they were because all the adults were trapped on that that car. Yeah, and so they're trying to get everybody out, and there's one le- one le- one less body in the in the car, and then the guy you know with his adrenaline, he decides to go in there and get the person and lifts him up, and then the lava had traveled underneath the car already, so he like jumped into it, and then with the rest of his strength he tossed the guy and then he just cooks and then he just Ugh. melted so oh man i would just use that guy probably as like a mat and just like jumped off him like mario over the lava <laughs> sorry dude no he, that was a brutal they had death. to be a heroic uh you know scene in that movie there was something just... similar at dante's peak actually the grandma they went to rescue they're in the lake or something it was so hot and the boat was like starting to fall apart so she jumped out and like pulled the boat to shore. So that was similar, sort of. It was more like a steam thing, but that still was. It showed her like her legs afterwards. Ugh, bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, Perfect storm. That's another one. Uh, I didn't really get into that one very much. It's very long, and it's. I think they're going for like an Oscar type of. And, you know, it, I think it's. Uh, it's probably more of an A level movie than a B level. You know, there's not like a lot of action. It's more like suspense and there's a love story it's sappy but i remember it towards the end though it really was building up and right. it was pretty effective but yeah i can't really think of any snow movies much snow day <laughs> but that's yeah. not really a disaster yeah, there aren't really many unless you think chevy chase being a newscaster is disastrous which i think a lot of people would <laughs> there's not really a lot of snow ones is there I don't not think. that i can remember anyway no you know, off the top of my head I, I can't remember but I've seen so many movies. Over, Would you count over. Sharknado as a disaster movie? <laughs> a disaster movie yes. itself? Yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, I never have seen and, those. And the weird part is, is that I've actually watched those movies. And of course, you know, it's the same characters. And I'm like, how many times can you make a Sharknado movie? I mean, how? <laughs> I don't understand the concept of it. I mean, the first one, fine, but when you make five of them, but each one of them are they're cheesy anyway. They're cheesy TV movies. Mm-hmm. But some of them, sometimes they get kind of, kind of amusing in a way. They're just. I think that's how they ran with it, and I think it just they just ran it. They're obviously death. low budget type, you know, 
type things. And you know, yeah. when you have a guy from what now two and zero in every single movie, kind of like you know what they did with Brandon Fraser in the Mummy movies. I hate mummies. Well, I'm sure he hates sharks, you know, by him because <laughs> after you know five movies of you know sharks attacking a city, then you know. <laughs> I don't even know if they're making more of those. I know. I hope, I hope not. But. I don't think so. I think sci-fi is trying to up their game and get away from that stuff. We'll get into that because Krypton's one of those shows that they're trying to. Um, redo the whole channel with but i thought we'd get into our first topic the trailer for the strangers pray at night came out i know you haven't seen it yet but i haven't seen it yet no it's the sequel to 2008's the strangers which took a long time to get a sequel surprisingly yeah because well, i think it was a hit at the it was box it was a big hit. it was a pretty big hit yeah. it was one of those you know, i'm a big you know horror movie person and that was one that was pretty pretty good i mean mm. there hasn't there haven't been very many thrillers or horror movies that have come out that have been like completely scary but this is something that first movie is something that's believable because mm-hmm. as far as and anybody think, could do and, it and i think it was why. based off off a true story anyway yeah so that's something that's believable to people you know can enter your house and they can pay, play tricks on you so that was pretty believable so i'm kind of anxious to see what the trailer looks like and then what the you know, how the movie you know pans out when it comes out well it worked on me i i started watching it and i got terrified instantly because i'm a wuss but <laughs> stars christine Hendricks and her family in the movie they rent this trailer or something and of course they get a knock on the door and is tamra there mm-hmm. like it, it picks up right pretty much like the other one did right it's directed by uh Jonas Roberts. I don't know if that's the correct way to say the name, but I guess he directed 47 Meters Down, The Other Side of the Door, Storage 24. I don't know if you're familiar with any of those movies. The I'm not. 47 Meters Down looked pretty terrifying. That was a Mandy Moore movie, I think, recently that came out where her and her friend go down in the ocean and their cage breaks oh, or yes. something. And the, yeah. And there's sharks, sharks everywhere. Yeah. 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 That looked pretty terrifying. So it, the script is written by the writer director of the first Strangers, uh, Brian Bertino and Ben Kita. It's due out March ninth, twenty eighteen. So oh, nice. a few months. I don't know if I'll see that in the theater. You oh, have sure to report we, on. That. I'm sure we will. I'm sure <laughs> it'll be a, a date night with, for me. And my wife. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, well, it's about time. Geez, it took them a while to. Well, that's the kind of thing when it comes to these kind of movies. You know, you gotta, you know. You guys, well, one thing, spread them out, and then two, you gotta make sure that you have the a good story because you know movies that we've seen, whether it's horror movies or not, a lot of the stories are just not they don't make sense, and then they kind of just leave you mm-hmm. leave you hanging in the end. So hopefully, with this, kind of like the first Rangers movie, you know they'll you know may have a good story, and then maybe if it's good enough, bring out you know a second you know sequel to it and stuff like that too. Yeah. I'll be sure if I see it, that I'll come back and report it. Yeah, hopefully it'll be as good as the first one. I don't think it's too hard to... These days it's hard to come by, but we'll, we'll see. So in movie-related news, DC Films has named a new president. He is a new line executive, Walter Hamanda. He helped develop the new It movie and the Conjuring universe, and he also did a few other things. He will partner with Jeff Johns to take on the new DC lineup, which seems to keep changing per movie. Because WB, you know, they're just frantic and they can't stick to one idea. So, f- so far on the on the slate of films they want to do is Flashpoint, Batgirl, Green Lantern Corps, Suicide Squad 2, and a few other ones. There's actually rumor lately that the Deathstroke and 
Deadshot movies, solo movies are not going to happen, which I'm okay with because me too. I think those characters, even though Will Smith was in Suicide Squad, his Deadshot was. I mean, I liked his character, but I just don't think there's still enough interest to have their own movie with that character. I would probably agree. I think those are like ones you got to test to have them like secondary characters. Yeah. And then if people like them enough, then yeah, I'm sure in comics there's plenty of storylines you can or do. Or have them be in more, maybe more cameos in other, uh, some of the other movies as well, too. I think but that's a good I, idea. I think I would agree that so certain characters don't need solo movies. Right. Just, especially some of the villains. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you're going to do that. Yeah. One I just thought about this recently, you know, uh, we got Aquaman coming out this year. I don't think any other Warner Brother movie is coming out this year. So they're only going to have one out, which the usual seems to be two. I mean, if you're going by Marvel standards, because Marvel's going to have uh, Black Panther and Infinity War. So this is probably the first year in a while Warner Brothers isn't going to have two movies out in the, in the same year. That's probably a good thing because um, if it helps them, yeah, <laughs> it hopefully helps them, yeah, hopefully yeah. It helps them because um, they, you're right. I think they're kind of frantic as far as trying to get these movies out too quick, and they're just not making them as good as they, you know, as they should have. Because we're getting all this hype about all these movies, then they end up not being, yeah, what they say they're going to be, and so I think it's good to you know have Marvel do their thing and then DC can, you know, reinvent themselves and kind of just take their time and hopefully, you know, bring out these movies. I think if I think if Warner Brothers executed it properly, they could have went backwards from what Marvel did. I think that was the plan and it might still be the plan, you know, to start with your shared movies and then get into solo films. Yeah. We've seen so many solo Batman films. I, I see why we need an Aquaman and a Batgirl would be really cool. And I guess, well, Green Lantern had, even though it's not considered part of the universe. Yeah, I wish they would have followed what Marvel did as far as, you know, having the solo movies come out. You know, they did it for Man of Steel. They, they did it, well, they haven't really done it for Batman yet, except for the Christian Bale movies. Mm-hmm. But they should have had at least one, a couple of solo films out first. And then build on with the whole Justice League and whatever else. I think they moved a little too fast with it. And that's probably why they've gotten so many, you know, bad critics. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, the movies have been okay. But I think that they could have maybe followed what Marvel did and might have helped the storylines a little bit more as well, too. I think their idea was they could only see big profits with a team-up movie. So they were like, well, we're already behind. Might as well start with team-up movies and then... Maybe going to solo out. films because you know Marvel had the luxury of building their you know the whole brand and you know Warner Brothers just caught on to it too late. You know they had they had plenty of opportunity they could do that. In fact, after um, Dark Knight Rises, they were looking for someone to head the DC films, the new ones they wanted to do with the multiverse and all that. And they actually approached Chris Nolan, who did the Dark Knight trilogy. Right. He only wanted to produce Man of Steel, so that's what he did. And then after that, they had like Zack Snyder and his wife, Deb, produce. It was kind of like, hey, you guys are creative. Why don't you guys, you know, run with the DC films? And, you know, I think Man of Steel was pretty good. BVS came out, and that just really broke things up with the Snyders, pretty much, and Warner Brothers. But, you know, I don't think it was entirely Snyder's fault. I mean, he did 
His original cut was like four hours, and I think he wanted to make it a two-parter. I know he wanted to make Justice League a two-parter. Which I think should have happened. Yes, for sure. So after BVS, they appointed John Berg as as the president, I think, or the head. And, you know, he his first baby was Justice League, pretty much. And given what, that, what happened with that film, I mean, Snyder supposedly completed his version of it, and it was, I think, another four-hour movie. They didn't like the tone, so they brought in Whedon to make it more funny. And then Snyder had to leave entirely because, you know, a family tragedy. So in the end, I don't really feel like it's uh, accurate to say it's a Snyder film or to blame Snyder for that matter because we, we talked about it just a little bit ago, but there's people actually right now physically protesting uh, Snyder's Snyder cut for the film, which I'd love to see, but I don't know if Warner Brothers wants to spend money to complete the special effects for it, but you were going to get a lot more cyborg. You're actually going to see his mom. His mom was going to be the heart of the film from what I read. A lot of differences, like all the Superman scenes we saw in the Justice League we got was all um, Joss Whedon Superman scenes. All the Zack Snyder ones were cut out, which he had Superman and a black suit for a little bit of the movie, which would have been great to see. Just right. a reference, just a wink to the comic fans, even though it's not the exact story, you still get to see him in it. I mean, we did technically see him in Man of Steel when he had that nightmare scene with Zod. He right. had that black suit on. This was, this was probably going to be a little different, but there was more to it. You could tell because in the Justice League we got, there was a big gap, I thought, uh, between Superman coming back and then when he returns out of the blue, you know? Right. It was rushed, but there's still a lot of good scenes in Justice League. But There were. It is a mess, but it's not... I enjoyed the... It's an enjoyable mess. I don't know. <laughs> Well, I enjoy the humor that came with it. Yeah, because you know what, even I some of it was Superman having some forced. humor as well too. Yeah, but again, it's I wanted to see what we saw in the previews, mm-hmm. and we didn't get that. So when you don't see what's provided to you, it's it kind of knocks. Everything I think out Snyder was going to bring an epic scale like he did with BVS. Now you know you can say the writing wasn't that great. Maybe that's true. But still, the scale of the movie looked huge, you know. Justice League was kind of the same way, except we had this dude from another world come to ours and start, you know, anarchy. And didn't really feel like the whole planet was on a line to me. You know, I don't know. I think they just missed that. And, of course, the the villain, CG was decent, but they should have just put the... The actor they got for it has a great face, you know, and I think it would have been more menacing, you know, give the guy like contacts or something and just like just put his face in there. But the rest of the body could be CG, you know, something like that. I just wish they would have done that more because I would imagine it costs more just to make the whole face, you know, computer generated. You know, I think uh, Flashpoint has um, has a good um, idea. Just, you know, the story itself, it can really can really set things right hopefully but yeah warner brothers is just gonna have to <laughs> stick to a plan it's just frustrating so Warner, uh, you know, luckily we had wonder woman that's been huge success and no, very huge so that's been the top notch and they might be uh structuring the rest of the movies around her in a way or her leading the teams whatever but this Walter Monda seemed like he developed some great projects. I mean, I think you enjoyed it. It wasn't scary to you, but <laughs> but it, I think the quality was great. The, the quality, right? the quality yeah. was good. I mean, um, it wasn't 
the TV movie type thing that you saw before mm-hmm. back in the early nineties, but it was it was pretty good. And the storyline they stuck pretty much to it for mm-hmm. the most part. They made, made it their own as well. Uh, made Pennywise a little more uh, a little bit scarier. Mm-hmm. And but I I enjoyed the movie. Put more was, thought into his costume. Put more thought like into his costume, yeah. and uh, you know the, the person they picked for Pennywise, he <laughs> nailed it. Yeah, and I mean he had his own humor as well too. Sure, and it 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 was pretty good. It's funny though how Warner Brothers wants to get more into like lighthearted material, and they hired this guy who really just developed like scary yeah. movies. I mean he was the guy was just kind of creepy to begin with just looking at him mm. without the makeup so you know yeah acting bill skarsgård yeah, yeah as a you know a killer clown you know mm. that's that's a pretty big uh some big shoes to fill but he he did it pretty it's, anxious to see the the sequel when they sure come out yeah with it, so well yeah i hope this guy can really do something for dc and you get their act together and just just produce a bunch of films i mean it's not that hard and there's so many stories you could do and i just don't it's funny how these comic book films they're not really. I think Marvel's really, you know. I I would say Marvel could be, they could make things a little bit more serious, but it's still a great time to be at the movies. You're not gonna really be let down, right. you know. So they've mastered that storytelling, but I do admire Warner Brothers trying to do their own thing. But the problem is you don't have a concrete plan, or if you do, and in a heartbeat you change it, <laughs> you know, it's it just jars everything and. Yeah, they just need to step aside and let the creators do their thing. I, hopefully, they'll get it right one of these days. It's going to take a few years to make it. Take a few years to make it, and not, you know, mm-hmm. do it in like a you know year, year and a half. And there's just so much good there. writing talent out there. You know, it's like just find somebody. And like I said, though, you could easily get pick up a, one of the popular comic books in the last twenty, thirty years, or long, you know, over that, and find a good story. I just don't. I don't see why it's so hard. Honestly, you could have the artists themselves storyboard the movie, so right. you could really make it really visually appealing. Right. More to come on that. We got Aquaman coming. Hopefully, that's going to be really good. And yeah, after that, uh, who knows? <laughs> Flashpoint. That won't be for another for year or two. Right. Actually, it might be next year. I think they might start on that soon. But speaking of you know production starting, Spider-Man: Homecoming two is about to start June first. John Watts might direct. He directed the first one. Tom Holland's obviously returning, and that's it's Homecoming two. It's actually a Spider-Man: Homecoming two. Well, that's the working title. They're gonna they're gonna <laughs> do something else. Adjust it. Like, okay. I think Spider-Man: Prom. Maybe I don't know. It's a joke. But <laughs> Spider-Man: Graduation. Winter formal. I've already came up with the two titles for them. <laughs> yeah, winter formal. <laughs> uh yeah so that'll be due out january or january july 5th 2019 what did you ever see the homecoming film no you haven't no. it's good i i liked it it's got a real john hughes vibe to it that's where they were going for a lot of cool characters in that world they're not so flashy comic booky they're just like normal people but he's got like a cool nerd sidekick friend who helps him out and he's like on a like a science team, like they get, they go to like competitions and have to answer all these crazy questions, you know, about equations and things like that. So. This Spider-Man seems to be a little more popular compared to the, to the other ones. Yeah. Cause I mean, he's already, you know, an Avenger 
basically. And then plus... Because he's he, part of the MCU, so yeah. they're able to... And he's going to be in Infinity War with right. his Iron Spider suit. So, so he's already busier than the other mm-hmm. Spider-Man, you know, people because you know, they have their time, but now now they're building the whole, yeah. you know, uh, Avengers. It's the best direction they go world. to because they wanted, they didn't want to do Amazing Spider-Man 3, which I, I get, but I still, like a WB standpoint, kind of wish they would have just went ahead and just corrected their wrongs, you know. I, I didn't hate Amazing Spider-Man 2, but I still wanted Andrew Garfield, but I like this Tom Holland kid and He's got that youthful appearance. Right. He's very good in gymnastics. Like he, he does all ca- kinds of crazy stuff. He's he's a machine. Weren't they talking about bringing back this uh, or bringing in Wolverine at some point as well too? Or well, that, now that, that rumor. Because well, I know Hugh Jackman said he he always said that he would come back. Yeah, if, if, and I think they approached him and he said no, he's going to stay retired. He's okay, but they're going to recast Wolverine. He actually wants them to recast Wolverine. That'll be very interesting how they handle the whole X Men thing. I don't know. Um, I knew he wouldn't be back for any kind of X-Men movies, but uh, I think before he retired, he said that if Wolverine was introduced into an Avengers world, mm-hmm. that he would maybe reconsider it. So I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little surprised that he didn't go for it, but maybe it's, you know, maybe it's, he's just... Probably had no idea that deal would happen, and he pretty much set his sights over another part. You right. know, he just did the greatest showman. Yeah. And I get it. He's I, getting up there in age. You know, he did it for like almost 20 years, so that's... Um, yeah, it's probably time for somebody else because honestly, yeah, uh, if he did it, if he entered the MCU now, you know, how many films in is he going to look too old for the part? Right. You know, and he wants to do other things. That's got to take a lot of toll on your body. To Which get would be kind of hard like to do anyway because since he's done Logan with the whole, yeah, you know, old, think, with the old old man Logan type yeah. of thing, you know, that's, he wanted to go out that way, yeah. and that's the best way to go out. Really, I thought you can't top that. Not not for him. Right. Like I still want to see Wolverine come back, but. At the Logan's is basically a one-off film, so unfortunately, I don't know if we'll get more one-off films with uh, the the Disney buyout. So, but yeah, we'll get it recasted. We'll get Logan recasted, and they talked about maybe another Avenger be in the second Spider-Man Homecoming movie. So hopefully, if they do, it's not heavily in the plot. If they, they do, if they do add Wolverine in. I want to see. The, the Wolverine costume, mm-hmm. you know, the, what they oh, yeah. showed. Yeah. And uh, I think they showed it in Logan, I think. They need to do that. And then, yeah. so they haven't, they never done it before. So that'd be a good thing to. That's been the biggest mistake, I think. But, you know, you're looking at 99, 2000 when they did the first one and everyone was in black leather suits. Yeah. Cause, it's, you know, they were afraid, scared to death to like put any color in their suits to, you know, come off like Batman and Robin. Cause right. I think, I think that industry was still, uh, you know, recovering from Batman and Robin, Robin and, you know, he had Blade bring it back. Of course, Blade's all in black leather, right. so it's like, yeah, let's just keep doing the black leather thing. I think Fantastic Four might have been the first time you actually see, saw color right. somewhat. I mean, somewhat. dark blue, blue wasn't, like, huge difference, but I think Iron Man really brought out the look again. And, you know, Batman. Batman's dark, though, and stuff. Yeah. So, again, you don't really have that. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I really like what they're doing with Spider-Man and they keep on their path i think they're gonna try and do a trilogy so they'll complete this trilogy and then who knows after that there's talk of that maybe if doc ock is in this one uh mark hamill said he'd be interested in playing him which i think that's really cool because he, he's coming right off the last jedi he really got to use his acting chops mm-hmm. he's been in a few things you know you know he really got front stage with the last jedi 
and he's he's really a good actor, and I I really miss seeing him. I think he never got his due after the Star Wars. You know, he came close sort of. He played the trickster on the Flash. Great voice actor though, of course, uh, the Joker. Right, great Joker voice. He could probably be in his youth. He could probably have been a good Joker. I think that's more of fan talk. But I would, I think that'd be a really good casting. But who knows? Yeah, they might might incorporate the Hulk in it as long as it doesn't take over the Spider-Man movie itself. You know, the uh, Homecoming did a pretty good job, I think, with Iron Man. It wasn't as bad as I thought, and it actually helped the plot. So it's almost like. Let's just have him have his own movie. He doesn't need to have any Avengers. But, of course, he's in the same city and timeline where the other, like, Tony Stark's in New York now, I think. and So you had to have him in it for a little bit, especially because he gives him the suit and all that. Game news. Star Wars Battlefront, Billy's favorite game. Oh, yeah, my favorite. <laughs> this will be quick. Uh, for everyone out there who's seen the SNL skit, Matt, the radar de- technician, it's an undercover boss skit, was Kyle Ren. He went undercover as Matt, the radar technician. It was really funny. It became a fan favorite, basically. So now there's a new mod to actually play as that character in the game. And there's actually another mod to have a fiery lightsaber like Kyle Ren has in the movies, which is like... You know, I usually see a lightsaber. It's pretty, like, stable. Yeah. His is, like, just going crazy. Like, it's, you know, it's just ready to explode or something. So, it's, like, two mods right now you can get for that game. And I will provide the links in the show notes. So, yeah, if you want to get the Matt, the Radar Technician mod, you go to the Game TSF. And I'll provide the link, like I said. The Fire Saber from Deathstroke YT. If you're interested, check it out in the show notes. Let us know how you liked it. So we have some reviews. Billy Saul Jumanji, welcome to the jungle. If you could, um, you don't need to spoil anything unless you want to. But if you do, yeah, if you do want to, start with non-spoilers and then warn for spoilers. Um, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything. I just want to say that you know, compared to you know the the original, and then looking at this one. I was pretty skeptical for a while, and but I, when I saw this, it was actually it actually turned to be pretty funny. It was, yeah, it was pretty good, and uh, you know the casting was really good, and you know having you know Jack Black and you know Dwayne Johnson and you know Kevin Hart. I mean these these guys, it was it was amazing. I I, I enjoyed it, um, and I think that uh, I think a lot of people will enjoy the movie. I don't want to give out really anything because in case people haven't seen it, but I think it's I think this was pretty much worth going to see. Good family movie. It's a good family movie. I mean, it has a couple adult stuff, adult <laughs> language things in there. I mean, yeah. nothing too bad. Um, but I mean, I, I guess that's based on parents, of course. But yeah, of course. Uh, there's a couple, uh, couple language uh, things. But other than that, you know, it's it's pretty good. So, so for those who don't know, there's like these kids get put in the game. It's like a video game version of Jumanji. They get put in the game as these avatars. And Jack Black's character is actually a girl from our world or whatever. And that's a funny dynamic. That, that's the fun, and that's that's pretty much the the funnier uh the funniest part of the movie. Yeah. Because given that <laughs> in in the regular world she's a girl and then mm-hmm. she gets into the game and she's a guy, well she sees things that she had she didn't have before. So and she's um, pretty amazed by it. Yeah. <laughs> so you know she kind of takes a peek at 
certain things to, <laughs> you know, realize that, yeah. you know, oh, wow, I, I have one of those. So, <laughs> so this is how it works or stuff like that. So. That's funny though. Cause yeah, the, in our world, the, the jock guy, he, he's Kevin Hart in the game. Yeah. And then the nerd sc- scrawny little nerd guy is, is Dwayne Jones. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. So that, that part, that was pretty funny. And then he's like, I'm small, you know, that type of thing. Like, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was pretty good. And, you know, the, the storyline was really good. And, you know, it was, it had a little bit of humor in it as well, too. Action packed. Pretty action packed. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty enjoyable. It was the special effects good. I, I enjoyed the special effects. Um, it was some of the special effects kind of reminded you a little bit of the original movie, sort of. Uh, of course, given the mm-hmm. gear that, it, or the, you know the, the world we live in now, and all the special effects. Of course, is a little bit better, right? Um, but other than that, you know, I, I, I enjoy it's it's pretty good. And you couldn't find any nods to the original film, uh, honestly. And I, I wasn't really looking for them, right? Um, I was just just sitting there, just watching it. And maybe when I see it again, I might you know find you know Easter eggs in there of that reference from the first movie. But other than that, I didn't. It sounds like it's a film for both people who liked the original and who didn't. You're one of the ones who didn't like the original too much. Right? I didn't get into it very much. Yeah, I think maybe since it wasn't like it is now, as far as the the action and everything as well too. And I like Robin Williams and I like the characters that are in it. But for me, uh, this was a little yeah. A little it pushed special bit. effects back then for sure. Yeah, with the monkeys and stuff. Yeah, some of it looks not too bad, and some of it looks really awful <laughs> from the old uh, from the old movie. But the old movie, I mean, it has some action scenes, but it was more like strategy. You mm-hmm. know, they're trying to play the game there's really is there anything like that in this film are they playing a game in that world or are they just they, trying to survive they a little bit of both yeah they have to basically play the game in order to survive in the so world it's similar that so it's, it's similar yeah. uh it's just a little bit different way of, of of doing it basically they right they're they're trying not to you know not to die not trying they're to have to get to a certain place yeah with a you know with a certain object to you know get it back and you know when they do then you know they yell out mm. the, the game name and you know so yeah that's funny yeah I really want to see that do they leave it open for a sequel um I guess they could but so it can be its own thing it could be its own thing but honestly I wouldn't try it unless maybe you know you bring in of course maybe different people and. You know, they come into the, the world of mm-hmm. kind of like this, like this did, but be a for, retread from, though. Yeah, but, but I probably wouldn't try to make a sequel out of it because I don't see how they could really, how they could really do it. Sadly, I think they might just because it's made so much money. But hopefully, they're smart about it. I don't know. Sometimes you just need to leave. I mean, if they go alone. like they did with the original, you know, like the original was a, was a board game. Yeah, and then this one was like a video, a video game, game. Mm-hmm. and then maybe you know the next one could be like a, like a iPad type app or something mm-hmm. like something like an app or something like that that you push and it yeah. sucks, sucks you in. I don't know something like that, but more computer generated. It'll be interesting, yeah. So well, at least it can be its own film. They're not trying to really create a franchise. Right. I mean, they probably are. It's making a lot of money, so yeah, I really want to see that. I don't know if I'll end up catching it in the theater or not, but or they make an app out of it instead of going to a different world. It, maybe they could still be in the same world. Just wreaking havoc on, you know. So it's more like the first one, except it's like with digital technology, not the board game itself. Right. Yeah, that might be kind of cool to have it in their world. It'd be more challenging because, like, in the video game world, don't they have, like, 
they have many lives or something. Like yeah. There's a scene in the trailer where Kevin Hart, his weakness is cake and he yeah. eats it and he explodes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was pretty funny. So yeah, it is like, it is basically a game and you know, like in any game that you have, you have so many lives right. and then if you run out of, out of those lives and of course you're, you know, that for real in a way. So, right. you know, it's one of those things. It's like a teamwork type of thing and with humor as well too. So they have to use each other to get to where they need to go. It looked good from the trailers, but I still don't like the title too much because it just sounds so corny. The Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah. I'm like, uh, really? But I guess Jumanji 2 would maybe turn people off like you didn't really like the first one. Like, I don't really want to see another one. You yeah. know, this is a little different, but yeah, it looks good. I'm glad they... You know, I have a good cast, so you always you always hope when you have a good cast like that, and the movie's really good and it's not just garbage. So. And this has got to be a first. I actually saw a movie before you did. Yeah, really, right? <laughs> okay, well, got to be a first. Yeah, horror movies aside, horror know. movies aside. Yeah, but these kind of movies, it, it, I just saw one before you did. Hey, did you see it yet? Nope. Are you going to? Nope. Uh, maybe someday. Who knows? I'll make sure I bring it over. There you go. <laughs> Thanks for reviewing that. Yeah. Hopefully, I didn't give out too much. No, I, I, was, I think I, I think the trailers gave out quite a bit. It's kind of hard to not sure give out too much when you've seen when you've seen it. Right, I'm you, sure there's some nice surprises still. So that's cool. Well, TV news, uh, Animaniacs. I don't know if you were a big Animaniac fan. My sister was, but yeah. I can't say that I was. I think by the time that that show came out, I was a little too old for that. I think we were in our like early teens or something like that when that came out. Maybe something like that. Yeah. So you know. Do you like Tiny Toons or anything like that? I, I watched Tiny Toons a few times, but like, my sister is eight years younger than I am. Yeah. So she loved those kind of sh- those shows. Um, but other than that, I, yeah, I didn't get into them a, a whole lot. I like Tiny Toons more than the Animaniacs. I, I, I did would, like I probably whole, agree with that. I did like the whole, uh, they're on the Warner Brothers lot and they get to bring in like all these, you know. All, all the legendary. Yes. All the legendary uh, cartoons. So they, they did, like them. They did like a Michael Keaton Batman for... It was like skits they did, and it was really funny how they, they really drew it detailed and stuff. And I was like, oh, I'd love to see an animated movie like that. I thought at first when that show first came out, I remember this. I remember thinking, I wonder if maybe these kids are like the kids of the original, you know, original cartoons like, you know, Elmer Fudd and all of them. Yeah. I, I they thought that's what. Uh, I think the, uh, oh, God, but the, Babs uh, Bunny. Maybe, and, yeah. And Buster and the, yeah, the, all that type of stuff. They were so like thought, nephews or something. Weren't they of Bugs or something? No, because the. The original, if I remember right, the original cartoons were were the teachers. So oh, okay. they were the, I haven't the, seen it in such the, a long time. The school professors or whatever you want to call it. It's like an academy. Yeah. So okay. basically, they were the teachers of, of the school. Right. And they were, so they're teaching them basically it's a different, like Ac- gener- different generation. Acme High or something yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 Acme University or whatever it was. Yeah. But um, so I thought when it, when it first came out that, oh, maybe these, maybe these cartoons maybe have their own kids. So maybe they're kind of learning yeah. the the new generation type of thing, but it was completely different. It's very, I mean, it was definitely like, um, attractive, you know, meaning like the colors, like the bunnies were, you had a blue and a pink bunny, you know, they really played with the kids. Like right. what really gets the kids attracted to products and stuff. Just wrestling tournament, <laughs> but yeah, Animaniacs, uh, I think they, um, I liked them. I just, I think, I think by the time they came out, I was kind of getting out of all that myself. But I did, you know, watch a few things, and it was they had some really funny moments. And I think my kids do have like the one of the seasons upstairs. Hulu is going to have two seasons for uh, a new Animaniacs, basically a reboot they've ordered, and they're going to be developing that with 
Amblin Television and Warner Brothers. <laughs> They're going to wipe the slate clean. Hopefully they get the same voice actors back. Uh, they've been um, rebooting everything else. I mean, they have you know newer Scooby-Doo cartoons. They have... yeah. Uh, they're gonna come out with this, and they you know bring back a bunch of other old cartoons that we watched when we were kids, so, right. or they came out when we were kids, whatever. So they bring a lot of stuff back. Yeah, I don't. I'm not crazy about the rebooting thing. I think I don't know. Maybe they'll maybe they'll handle it as a light reboot or a um, a refresher, more more like that. Hopefully, that way you know fans before won't be so disappointed. The good news with that reboot order of shows, Hulu is also going to be getting the original series of Animaniacs, Pinky and the Brain, Tiny Toon Adventures, and I think a few more. So original shows may be out sooner. The Animaniacs reboot should launch 2020 sometime. Can't wait. <laughs> you might just like it. Uh, my kids might. There you go. So this one will interest Billy because he's a huge Superman fan. We're going to talk Krypton. Uh, yes. <laughs> this is a sci-fi series that's going to premiere March 21st, 2018, and it takes place two generations before Krypton explodes. It follows Superman's grandfather, Seg- Segel. It's like they make these things up. He hopes to redeem his family's honor and save the planet from destruction. The name uh, Segel is a nod to Superman co-creator Jerry Siegel and references John Byrne's 1980s miniseries, The World of Krypton. So they just made this up. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, Light uh, Zod? Is it going to be another character in the show? And it's the grandmother of General Zod? Wow, really? Didn't see that one coming. Got to keep that going. Executive produced by David S. Goyer, who, of course, produced Man of Steel, Batman v. Superman, The Dark or the Dawn of Justice, the Dark Knight Trilogy. Cameron Welsh will serve as executive producer and showrunner. Currently, credit for Cameron is with Ash vs. Evil Dead, which I do like that show a lot. The show looks good to me. I've seen I've seen like trailers, you know. I've seen a couple of trailers teasers. of it. Um, I'm, a little, I'm a little worried for one thing. One, I mean, yeah, they're going to go back two generations, so... I guess maybe if it lasts the first season or two, um, are they going to bring in Jor-El? I assume that they probably would at, at some point if it's dealing with Superman's grandfather. So yeah. I, assume, I don't know if Jor-El is going to be alive at that point in time yet. So yeah, maybe I mean, they, you know, they're going to show, I assume they're going to show like the wars and. Well, it's, you know, a, it's the, a young, it's a young grandfather. Oh, so it's a young grandfather. Okay. It might, it's going to be quite some time. So it'll be quite some, okay. So the show will be on 20 years. Yeah, I guess so. So, <laughs> I mean, so if it's a young grandfather, maybe I assume in his 20s or something like that. Yeah, he's like a young 30. kid. So maybe if it does last some time, maybe Jorel will be born. Mm-hmm. Um, I highly doubt they'll go any further than that because it would take. They have to age pretty fast over the coming seasons in order for, you know, Kal-El to be born as well, too. Right. But, and there could be time jumps between and, and seasons. It could be. And, and, and they, they can do that as well, too. So, I mean, I'm interested to see what it looks like and, you know, how they build from, you know, you know how Krypton was before, you know, Jor-El came into the world and before, you know, before Superman's character was, was born as well, too. So, I, I'm kind of interested to see kind of how that works out. Of course, it's a completely different world com- compared to what we see now, compared to what, you know, with Supergirl and, you know, the other Superman shows and all type of stuff. So it's going to be a completely different, you know, different thing. But I'm kind of interested to see how this, how this works out. And maybe I hope if it does last, you know, a few seasons that they do bring in Jor-El and they do bring in, you know, Kal-El's character 
to where before you know maybe as a like a series finale mm-hmm. that they you know Kal-El is sending his ship onto Earth to you know and for other things as well too. So I hope that I hope that happens. But because yeah. but they never really explained before how Krypton was. Always see his glimpses of it. Usually some kind of war or it's blowing up. So <laughs> yeah. uh, so it'd be kind of anxious. Uh, nice to see how you know how Krypton I guess was in right. a way you know how you know the wars were and how how it was on that on that planet before you know before, yeah before we a, saw it and you know how we see it. So there's a lot they can they can develop there. I think you know we've had comic stories go into that world before we you know really knew about it uh the world of krypton i'm just guessing this miniseries john Byrne wrote in the 80s may have a lot of um similarities to it maybe i don't know but yeah you know my biggest problem is going to be because i think a lot of people forget this superman's only powerful on our planet because of our type of sun yeah so if people on Krypton can start flying and stuff, I'm going to have a big problem with that. Yeah. Because it's like, you, you can't do that. <laughs> That's just... Because their sun is red, and of course, they're typically regular humans, kind of like yeah. kind of like us. So, yeah, that, that would be... I could see them being like, oh, our sun's going through a phase right now, so we're going to have these abilities, and then they'll go away. And then they'll be like, oh... Maybe if we send, you know, down the line Clark to Earth, he'll have these abilities. Well, they'll have... Who knows? According to, you know, other shows and comics, stuff like that, their technology is far more advanced. So they could fly, but it'd probably be more like machinery type type stuff that'll help them fly. Mm-hmm. That's what, what I think, you anyway. What, what bothers me about Krypton's destruction, and Man of Steel I liked. There's parts of it I have problems with. They're so damn smart. And they're travelers, right? I mean, they haven't traveled for a while. Why don't they just get off the damn planet? Why do they got to wait for the sun to be on their in their backyard? You know, and it's like, they're so stupid. Well, because I think from what I've read and what I've seen, all type of stuff, you know, the council or whoever else don't believe that there's anything going on with Krypton. Right. So they don't believe that, you know, that their sun is getting too close to their planet to where it's going to ultimately explode. So... You know, so they must have control of all the ships they have because that's my thing. It's like if Jarrell made this little rocket for his son, don't they have a family ship they could just get into? And I mean, hell, if you would have committed a crime, you would have been saved because the Phantom Zone. Zone, right? So I think I like. I don't know if you remember, but the Superman animated series from the '90s did a great job, I think, in explaining why no one evacuated Krypton when there was a lot of evidence. Brainiac ran their whole. System and Brainiac's supposed to be in this as well too. I think. Yeah, maybe. I don't know if he. Yeah, that'd be interesting because he's going to be in Supergirl. I know that for sure. So I don't know if they'll be able to toy with both of those, but that would be really cool. Like, I don't think a physical form would be wise because I think on the on the planet anyway. From what I've seen, it was always computer, and it just transmitted its entity into something else, and then it came to Earth and it merged with a human. I think that's how it works. But So if Brainiac is in this in the show, then that could help with some of the questions. Maybe. Yeah, that's that's just my... I think the anime series explained it very well. Like, yeah, of course, no one believed because their system... Brainiac wanted them to die, and he was misleading them, and Jarrell was the only one who knew because he was like a scientist... He knew the truth. Something was wrong. So he was trying to shut down Brainiac, and then in that process, Brainiac, like that'd be kind of cool that they could have shown that 
you know, in the even, movie. even the early movies. Oh, people would have dug that with Brainiac. Like, oh, that would have been so cool. Because you know, when he had, you know, especially in the original movie before, you know, with Marlon Brando, you know, there he was telling them, you know, something. This we're going to be dead here in mm-hmm. you know, a matter of days. So that'd be kind of cool if they actually had if they had come up with that concept back then mm-hmm. of showing, you know, brain, having a Brainiac character type thing, saying there's nothing wrong, you're fine, or nothing's going to happen. And then have him and Jor-El kind of, you know, having a battle. Battle. Yeah, like Brainiac could, he could, uh, like morph himself into like the guards and actually fight him physically. Like, oh, that would have been so cool to see. They could redcon that idea in the movies, though. Like, they could do a flashback to Krypton and maybe show a Brainiac. It just, I just feel like that was a missing ingredient to make it plausible. Like, why aren't they leaving the planet? Right. Unless they're artificial intelligence, they, believe in it so much and they don't know it became self-aware and wanted to destroy krypton like that's, that was such a good idea in the animated series that's I just probably why jor-el had made the ship because he probably knew you know since you know kal-el's birth was like the first one mm-hmm. that naturally that if anything were to happen that he knew that you know he had to get his kid off that off that planet so that's maybe that's the reason why he built that ship because it couldn't have taken it had taken forever for him to make that thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, There's been a, other interpretations right. and things, but yeah. That maybe was, he wanted to leave as well, too. Maybe him and his wife were planning on leaving, but, you know, they found that it was just best for them to stay because Krypton made their mistake, and now mm-hmm. they, they can ship him off to somewhere where he can survive. I just I like the idea that Drill like, fought to get off the planet or fought fought harder to keep stay alive, you know? He, he fought hard to stay alive so he can die. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I think that's how it was in the animated series. He built the rocket for um, Super Clark or Kal-El, right? Yeah. Because he had suspicions. And then when once he knew for sure or was trying to shut Brainiac down, it was too late. So he had to rush, he had to rush back and launch Clark, um, Jarrell or Kal-El. Sorry, there's too many L's. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Uh that's just been my minor problems with, you know, the whole Krypton thing. Like, they're so intelligent. Why can't they just look out their door and go, oh, yeah, it's a little close. Maybe yeah. we should, uh, maybe we should take a road trip for a little bit. But I hope they bring in the, I hope they bring in the characters that we know later on. And then- Brainiac is definitely wanted in the movie first. Like, if you're going to do a Man of Steel 2, you got to have Brainiac. Brainiac yeah. We've never seen that really on the big screen, but. I just want to know what General Zod's name is because every time we know him, we know him as General Zod. Mm-hmm. Is his first name General? I mean. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have a baby. What's his name, General? It's Bob. It's Bob Zod. Bob Zod. <laughs> Turning at law. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to this show, actually. Uh, it looks it looks good. It looks like they put money into it. So I, I hope it lasts a while because, you know, sometimes, especially when it comes to superhero-type shows, mm-hmm. they start out okay, but then they start to burn out for a little bit. So I hope that, you know. That's why I favor the miniseries is more like, you know, every season's like, They'll go. They'll make their run with one idea, and they finish it out. And if people really like it a lot, they'll come back and do a whole new slate. Not make it like you know outdo their welcome. But it, so. it, it did the same thing for Supergirl because the first season was was okay, but mm-hmm. then they were nearly getting canceled. Mm-hmm. And then they brought that concept in of bringing in Superman. That just everything blew up after yeah. that. And then the first he was in there for what three or four episodes. So mm-hmm. that season went pretty good. But then it comes back for a third season. And then the ratings dropped in half of what it was at the beginning of season two. So it's one of those things that, you know, these, these superhero shows, 
it's kind of hard to you know mm-hmm. the storylines are you know get harder and harder. So that's what my well, fear hard. is for Krypton. That, that's what's frustrating about these. Like I like the CW shows, but there's so many episodes to watch. Like there's like 20 episodes per season. Yeah. So a lot of those are fillers because you know writing staff they they're making this happen like week by week. So right. they don't have much time. Right. But the miniseries you got time to craft it a little bit more, and it you can make it like you know beginning, middle, end. Versus, like, you're still trying to figure out the middle and end part for the season while it's happening. You know, I I, I love the miniseries idea a lot more. So, uh, yeah, I'm afraid. It's like Gotham. You know, Gotham started out, they were trying to do their own thing. Mm-hmm. Make you interested in the, the detective characters. And I guess they still do that. But they've really incorporated Bruce Wayne too much, in my opinion. Like, he's, like, going to be Batman soon already. And he's, like... Early teens. teens. I'm like, dude, come on. I haven't gotten into Gotham, so I don't know too much about it. I mean, I've seen... Uh, Visually, I, it's it's appealing. Like, right. it, it does look nice how it's shot and the characterizations of, you know, everyone's really creative, I think. But it's more interesting to me, like, to make... Like, to write things so well that people actually dig these cop characters and you don't need Batman. I think that's the whole point. Like, do that. That's more challenging, and if you're not worried about making a television series to go on for years, just a mini series, you can just focus on one idea and you just inter- introduce that to the world. And then if people want more, you can give them more, but at least you got to finish the story right. and put all you, you could into it. I just think that's more creative you know, uh, satisfying to see that versus like, Oh, we're not doing so good. Let's bring Bruce back and have him start dressing up (laughs) and fighting people. Like, Oh, come on, man. Bring him him as bat boy. He's not, you know, he's at the, at the age of when Batman became Batman. So he'd be more like like, bat boy. I know he loves Smallville. My biggest problem with Smallville is it went on for so long that 10 years. Yeah. He was practically everything but Superman. Like he had, the, he had the coat and everything. Like he just didn't have the title until finally the last episode. And he didn't have that, really. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, he, I mean, Lois Lane already came in to play, and she met him when he was not wearing glasses yet. So it's like, yeah. how does she not? I don't know how that worked out. Well, yeah. Well, well she explained it on the show. Well, they, they explained it because. There was an episode, I think, in season nine. Not even season nine, because he was still wearing the trench coat, mm-hmm. I think. And he was knocked off a building or something like that. And she was knocked out, but she woke up and he had gotten up at the same time. And he got up and, you know, he ran off. Mm-hmm. And uh, she saw that. So they called him the Blur. Uh, at that point, they're calling him the Blur, or everyone was calling him the Blur. Yeah. And so he was leaving his. Uh, Symbol signs on buildings, stuff like that, made a fire or whatever. So that's how she kind of figured out who he was. And then season 10 came along. He was wearing the, you know, he was wearing the coat the, mm-hmm. or the jacket. And then they, you know, so she knew who he was and that he ended up telling her in a way. But yeah, but even when it came to throughout the seasons, and I didn't, I didn't get into it as much until the later seasons. But I mean, I know he, they were trying to establish who Clark was and he was coming into his abilities, not his powers, his mm-hmm. abilities, because he, he always called it abilities. And, the, and like his, just embrace it. <laughs> he was, he was learning who he was and stuff like that, which is, which is fine. Um, I think it took a little t- too much time to make his abilities, you know, what they were. 
Uh, I think that maybe in season nine they could have added, added the Superman type thing. I mean, they had a suit. They showed the suit. And you could tell that it was almost like a replica of what Brandon Routh wore yeah. in Superman Returns. They pretty, probably pretty didn't close to it. put too much money into um, it. And then they put it away into it. an iceberg in, a, in the <laughs> fortress until you know he was ready. But I mean, even the last episode of the series, yeah, they showed the suit. He wasn't wearing it. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. And he, they always said, said that he wasn't going to wear the suit anyway, regardless. Well, yeah, I guess once he puts that on, it's no longer Smallville, it's Superman. But... Yeah. My my whole thing was like that show. That show should have just been like five years. Should have followed him from high school through college, gets the newspaper job, and then that's the end of I the like, story. I like how they build it up a little bit because yes, he had to learn who he was. He had to do his trials and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I get that, and then he finally got the haircut and got the glasses and stuff like that. But it did take a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. But I wish they would have done more with it. It's just unfortunate uh, they had planned not to do it, and I. That stuff didn't come out until long after Smallville was over, mm-hmm. but because you could tell that you know some of that stuff was fake. I mean, it was pretty exciting when that when that first came out. Like, yeah. oh yes, finally he's flying. <laughs> you know, you wait, know. I can't see him. He got he got it's rid very of small. He got rid of the apocalypse. He threw it into outer space. Yeah, whatever. And then he turns <laughs> around, and then he's a comic book character. Yeah. So that part kind of like what happened there. So they made like, basically a Superman comic of him getting rid of the apocalypse. Really? Planet. Weird. <laughs> it's kind of weird, but, you know, it... Yeah. I mean, I, I like the ending when he did the whole thing with, you know, taking ripping the glasses off, ripping the shirt open. He's wearing of what we see as part of the suit, which mm-hmm. I don't think it was. I think it was more of a CGI, maybe. Probably. <laughs> uh, he's probably wearing, like, a, like a T-shirt or something like that, but yeah. with the, the CGI S on it. Yeah. But... <laughs> and I, I've watched, like, deleted... I've watched scenes to where, you know, what could have been... And what, how it could have been. And I watched this stuff on YouTube. And there was a part to where, you know, he was flying in the suit and stuff like that and doing what they showed in Smallville. And then, but they showed him on the top of a building, standing up there, and the crowd is, you know, just yelling and screaming, just, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's just standing there. He has his hands on his hips and his cape is just flapping in the wind. Basically, like, you know, I'm here. This, yeah. I'm, this is who I am now. That that part should have happened. I I would have loved to see that. It's almost like like a fan made type of thing, right? But his hair was a little bit longer in in the in that kind of scene. Mm-hmm. But that something that I think could have happened. You know, he's standing on top of the building, and everyone sees him for the first time of who he is, and you know who they're, you know who's been leaving these signs all over the place. So yeah. I think that's that would been awesome to to have in, in the end. Yeah, that would have been a cool like finisher for the series. It just says, I'm Superman, and then that's the end of the series because he's now Superman. Just like Gotham, it'd be cool to end it like, I'm Batman. You know, Commissioner Gordon's like, who who are you? I'm Batman, and that's how it ends. Yeah. But now it's like, I'm Batman. I'm yeah. 12. I haven't gone through puberty yet. I'm going to fight crime with you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, come on. This is stupid. I don't know. Joey's a big fan of Gotham, so good thing he's not here because he'd be like, ooh. <laughs> He did make fun of the new costume Bruce has. I don't know if they changed it, but he looked like a gimp. Oh, really? Pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. He had like a cowl, but it had no ears, and oh. it just it had like l- really big leather material and zippers, and it just looked like he was a gimp. So basically, it was like uh <laughs> like the uh the pre yeah bat costume the pre pre yeah the pre 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 bat costume. This like, is basically bat costume. Yeah, I'm like, come on, Bruce should be. He should be overseas training. As long as he's not wearing one that's, you know, like leather with the the man nipples on it. Oh, yeah. Um, they'll never go back to that. <laughs> no. They've learned. Or the, you know, the 
the the ass part, you know. They, he pulls <laughs> pulls the pants up, and then then he, the, the ass shot, yeah, yeah, the ass shot, which so. was funny at the time, but yeah, now it's like, oh god, why? <laughs> I really took away from the seriousness of this. Yeah, if they movie. can make the bat costume like they did for Ben Affleck's Batman, mm-hmm. I, I think I would like that because you, know, you can pull the mask off, you can pull the suit off, basically, it's basically, you know, just like a shirt with a cape in a way. So yeah, I did that. I think I, I find it like that. As yeah, well. I think the Affleck costume is the best. Uh, I, I still like. I think I still like the BVS one over the Justice League one. Just Justice League one is a little too dark for me. Like I like the gray suit. Never saw that before on the big screen. You know. No. I mean, we saw Adam West, but well, yeah, but his was like was all tights. black, and yeah. then they just got worse. Like they're just all black. No, no bullseye symbol or anything. And the bat sign or the bat uh, symbol was either. I like the of course the first two was you know black and yellow yeah and then that was e- fine. even even um, Val Kilmer's was black and yellow until they got to the end and then they, it was like a black suit with just a bat mm-hmm. drawing right and then you get to you know George Clooney's Kilmer's was actually kind of cool it was like it wasn't like a um, like a flat symbol it actually had depth to it like the the bat itself was like coming out of the symbol right, right. like it was like a 3d you right. know very detailed and yeah his his uh it's almost like he could grab it and like throw it or right. something kind of like superman did superman too yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah here's a fruit roll up <laughs> like ah but uh the, his last his last uh costume in uh and batman forever um yeah prototype one was uh, it wasn't even the little circular or the no, it was like shape. a giant it was like a giant bat just but it was like in the rubber itself, basically. Right. So. And then Clooney's, his first costume was basically Kilmer's symbol, but it's like all black now. Right. No yellow. Right. And they made his cow like super big. It's yeah. like they mismeasured his head, unless he's got a big head. But man, that always bugged me with that Clooney cow. It was like jello mold on his head. He'd move in it just like. Well, just his hair. Of... Well, I, I don't know what they did because uh, I think Kilmer's, Kilmer had a lot more hair than Clooney did. Yeah, and had a lot more hair than uh, what Michael Keaton did, but yeah, his kind of fit better. It was Kilmer. Kilmer's looked more like Keaton's, more like just like a you know a revised version of Keaton's, and then Clooney's was just kind of its own thing. I don't know. Terrible, just terrible. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that movie. It was you know for what it's worth. It was yeah. Hey, you know with Warner Brothers the way it is, we could go back to those times. It's possible. So. <laughs> yeah, they went back to the times where they did like uh, like Keaton's or Kilmer's because those weren't Kilmer's wasn't over the top as far as special, special effects as no. far as the, the visuals stuff like that. Once they got to uh, you know Clooney's, it was a little over the top. But I think if they went back to that, I think it would actually be kind of cool. Not as much special effects, just kind of you know with with the Christopher Reeve Superman. There wasn't some of it was kind of cheesy, you could kind of tell, mm. but just those kind of. You know, those kind of special effects, like the kind of tone mm-hmm. like they were, I think they'll be pretty good. Cool, but cool Keaton's suit would look great with gray, uh, you know, cape and cow black and boots and gloves, but the rest of it gray with the symbol. Right. That would look pretty badass, yeah. I think. That's the way you could totally revive that. But, yeah, I, I like what we got with Affleck, you know. I know people are still not sure about him, but I dig it. I think it's fine. I think it's the best look. And he's got a lot of compliments, you know, that he's up there as far as, you know, yeah, him playing the character. Um, you know, I said this before too. When, when I first found out that he was going Batman, I was a little, yeah, wor- I was a little worried about that. Yeah, I was too. Um, yeah, but I mean, each person who's played Batman has played it in their own kind of character. Yeah. I know Clooney didn't like it after after he did it, 
but yeah, because he didn't. I don't think he realized how bad it was going to be. <laughs> well, you know, well, I, I don't of, think yeah. I don't think it was him per se because I think he did the character fine. I just think the movie was just a little over, over the top. Yeah, well, yeah. Warner Brothers wanted to make they wanted to sell toys pretty right. much, right. and which is funny because the first Keaton movie they didn't really even have toys for it. They actually had to repaint ones they had before. Right. And that way, you know, it took time for them to kind of get the Keaton features on right. the face and things like that. It's funny how it, the toy lines evolved, and I think it just got ridiculous. And you know, with uh, Just League toys are pretty; they're pretty cool. You know, I think we have a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, lucky you. My kids, closest I get is Wonder Woman because I have all girls. Oh, my son got a package, and it had Wonder Woman with it because it had you know, all the action figures. So yeah. they're about the. Oh, you got the whole box thing? Well, it wasn't a whole box. It was just the one that had, like, three characters in it. Oh, so, sure. So yeah. it had, like, Cyborg. And this one had Cyborg, Aquaman, and Wonder Woman in it. Oh, cool. And then he got um, the, the stand-up Superman. Not the, like, the real tall one, but, the like, the size smaller than that. Yeah. So he's got that now as well, too. So he's got... Oh, sweet. He's got a lot of... I asked him if I could keep his other Superman. He said no, but... <laughs> from the one from the Man, the Man of Steel Superman? Yeah, yeah. I asked him if I could have that. He said no, but, you know. <laughs> nice. He's got Batman as well too. Someday you might not want it, so you can just you can just take it. I would take it, put it in your man cave when you have one. Whenever I get one. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> put it in storage. That way you have all the decor you need. Well he told me he's like, you can have it now. I'm like, it's fine, I'll I'll take it later. <laughs> How nice of you. <laughs> Since I bought it. I want to say uh happy birthday. Happy twenty fifth birthday to Star Trek Deep Space Nine, uh Billy's favorite show. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it premiered back in 93. Steve and I were going to discuss more about DS9 when we record the new exciting episode of Star Trek Discovery Mission Report, which will be coming very soon. Star Trek Discovery returns this Sunday. It's on CBS All Access, and it's going to be on, for the UK listeners, it'll be on your Netflix. This will be the 10th episode, and it's going to be directed by Jonathan Frakes, who played number one on The Next Generation. And the show title is Despite Yourself. So, yeah, we had a great cliffhanger with Discovery lately. I'm really anxious to see where we go from there. So, yeah, a lot of great things to talk about. Also, I think All Access just cut a deal with Amazon Video. So if you have Amazon Prime, you should be able to get the Discovery show very soon because Star Trek Discovery is on its own streaming service, CBS All Access. So, you know, if you're a big fan like you are, you can't watch it unless you have All Access. I'll make sure I get that. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Well, they have other things on there. I'm true. They have all the CBS evening news as you can get. All that cool stuff. I'll, I'll stick with. I have Sling, so I'll, you have Sling. I'll, yeah, I'll stick with that. And I mean, I have other apps as well too. But yeah, I, I know that a lot of streaming services out there. It's uh, it's pretty crazy, and we have Disney coming very soon. So more money to pony up. I mean, if you don't have cable, I guess you're spending about the same. So yeah, I mean, yeah, cause, you just need good internet, and you're set. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I. The only ones I, ones I watch is either Netflix. Uh, like I said, we have Sling. We did have mm-hmm. uh, the PlayStation View, but then uh, we went back to Sling because it was just easier uh, as sure. far as uh, channels and stuff, all type of stuff. But yeah, it's that's cool. Yeah, there's so many things out there. I don't know what to. We have Chromecast. Thought about getting into the uh, uh, was it the Ru- Ruko? Roku? 
Root, yeah, Roku. 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 Yep. yep. And the there's Amazon Fire Stick. There's all kinds of things. We have Roku. And yeah. It's we we love it. I mean, yeah. it's we have it on all the TVs in the house, and uh, it's a lot easier because uh, the kids have it in their rooms as well too. Yeah. And they can watch Netflix whenever they want to. They can watch you know the Disney sh- whatever you know apps yep. that they have on their TV. Uh, minus a few that they shouldn't be watching. Yeah. Uh, but. I mean, because all the apps were on the same on the TVs all, all in the house, so right. but they can watch those and yeah, as long as you have good internet, as long as your internet go down and that's you, that's you, the thing. Good to go. Yeah, well, um, with the net neutrality, that'll be very interesting how yeah. that goes. You know, kick a man while they're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know, but so if you have good internet, you're good. If not, then you're gonna be watching a lot of DVDs. So. No, worst case, if it gets too out of hand with these uh, the internet and all that stuff, I'll just read books. <laughs> It'll be tough, but I have a few comics at home I can read. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe you know some some people say we should get back to reading more. I I kind of believe that. I kind of agree. My kids love to read a lot. So as long as you're reading good stuff, not shit, you know. Yeah. My kids read all the time, so I should, I should probably follow their example. So. I know. I want to read more myself. So yeah, everyone out there, read a book. Go join the uh, David Bowie Book Club. His son just started that. Doug Jones. That's very interesting quite large books they're reading so i i probably won't be aboard that unless they're like <laughs> audiobooks because yeah i just it's hard for me to read but i want to me too i, I, to, I, so. I don't have the patience for it yet i know someday right yeah someday well thanks for being on the show i appreciate thank it thank you hope you had fun i did um, i want to thank everyone out there for listening please check us out on all social media and listen to us on podbean stitcher radio itunes and youtube FieldGeeks.com. With that said, we'll be back. I'm Josh. I'm Billy. Take care. One of the best inventions ever was the book. A book lets you zoom through time and space, but don't bother packing. You can stay in one place. Whether you head north, south, east, or west, a book can be your passport from your own neighborhood to the craters of the moon. Imagination. When you read a good book, you bring the book to life. You bring the book to life. When you read a good book, you're the actor. A book lets you zoom through time and space. But don't bother packing, you can stay in one place. Zoom through time and space. But you don't have to take my word for it. There are stories everywhere you look. If you look in the right way. Believe it or not, this is a book. Big or little, it doesn't matter. It's what's inside that counts. I love maps. All kinds of maps. Each one tells me something different about the world. There is a map for just about any place you're interested in going. Even the littlest idea can end up as something big. All of these books started out as an idea. And look where they ended up. A book lets you zoom through time and space. But don't bother packing. You can stay in one place. Zoom through time and space. But you don't have to take my word.